0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the fangirl zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 118 of Sci Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the sci fi channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 1 of Season 1 of Ghost Wars.
0: This one was weird. Like, yeah, it, I say that about a lot of them, but this one was really
1: weird. Yes, it did take a while to figure out what the f*** is going on. <laughs> I don't think it did too bad with ratings, though. No, well, it was really interesting because it had a point one zero in adults 18 to 49, which was a fairly sizable drop from Van Helsing, but the total number of viewers was more, at .512 million. It's like...
0: How did that work out? How did that happen? That's right,
1: uh, Nielsen, you got some explaining to do.
0: Yeah, right. So, all right. So, episode one was entitled Death's Door. Okay, there's an understatement. Just as troubled median Roman Mercer prepares to leave the small town of Portmore... An earthquake strikes the Alaskan island and awakens a supernatural force bent on destruction. Okay, so at least we know kind of what's going on with that explanation,
1: right? Which Be- we didn't have to start the episode, <laughs> right?
0: Because it was the strangest thing. Like I was saying, there was a lot of dust. There was a lot of crap happening everywhere, and there were people in it that I didn't recognize right away, right? Because we have Vincent D'Onofrio, who is. Father Dan Carpenter. Right. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's playing a long-haired Catholic priest. Which, first of all, those things—I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I am. What's wrong with this? <laughs> never in my life seen a long-haired Catholic priest. Nope. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. You have meatloaf in here, who yes. I didn't <laughs> even realize it was meatloaf, and and then we have our lead. Who looked really familiar, but, like, I couldn't place him. I kept thinking he looked like somebody else. But apparently, this young man... God, I feel so old saying it that way. Right. He was in iCarly, I think is what I told you. Yes. And he's got, like, this huge following. Especially on Twitter. He blew Twitter up. He did. So, Avin Georgia? I might be saying his last name wrong, and I'm sorry. He's got this just huge following, though. And we have got some of the weirdest, like, mashups of people that are going to be on this show or have been, like, already.
1: Right. Luvia Peterson is playing
0: the mayor. Huh? Right. You have Kim Coates, which you may not recognize his name, but I'm sure you're going to recognize his face. Yes. And, oh my gosh, like, what is his name?
1: Tim is the sheriff that didn't last through the episode.
0: Zach Santiago, who is also one of the Rowdy Three over on Dirk Gently, that we talk about here. So, there's just a lot of people that are going to be, like, all mixed into this show that right. I know we've seen more than once in several different sci-fi shows, too.
1: Oh, yes, and uh, during the evening's tweeting, uh, both uh, Ghost Wars and Van Helsing were basically had a huge room with a bunch of them from both shows tweeting at the same time. Oh, nice. And we found out from uh, our executive producer, Mr. Simon Barry, that uh, Ryan Robbins will be uh, making an appearance on Ghost Wars now that his character on uh, Van Helsing has uh, departed. (laughs) Stage left. And, of course, as soon as I saw that, I tweeted uh, Luvia that I really, really hope we get to see Brian and, and you team up and make a, just a a, a kick-a um, team on Ghost Wars. And she goes, ah, you might uh, might get what you wish for. Yes. <laughs> so love to see uh, those two team up. I think I'll have to get on board real quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like after this episode, it's like, okay, don't get attached to anybody.
1: No except maybe Maggie, because she's already gone.
0: That's true. Well, I I think it's probably pretty safe that we can get attached to Roman, since he seems to be the star of the show. That would be awkward to kill him off. Right. Not that they haven't done that in shows before, but that'd be a little awkward. So, yeah, we have the priest, Father Dan. I actually knew a Father Dan, but anyway, uh, delivering a eulogy for Marty. And it's like, oh, okay, we're starting with a funeral.
1: That's odd. Yeah, a a eulogy inside a bar.
0: Yeah. Okay, (laughs) then. I guess things are a little different up there in Alaska. Yeah. But suddenly, like lights are flickering, and things move a little, and the drinks are no longer drinks. They seem to be blood. And even a form, possibly, a ghost form of Marty. What does this mean? I'm thinking absolutely nothing good.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely.
0: Because then you see Father look down at his hand, and things look like they're crawling underneath the skin. Right. Reaches. Yep. I think I'm going <laughs> to tap out right now. Oh, yeah. We're jumping into this. There's, like, no backstory? What is happening? Right.
1: And I think that's what really confused a whole lot of people, was that opening. It was just, what in the hell is happening here?
0: Well, that's supposed to be the now. And then we finally find out we're going to start three days back. It's like, okay, thank you. Right. Let me know what's happening. Because I don't mind jumping into a story, but wow. Yeah. Something like that, I might need a little backstory with this. so. <laughs>
1: it might be helpful, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, well, again, we're at a church. And Father Dan is finishing up his sermon. And people are leaving. And he's saying goodbye to Roman. And Roman's like, you know, you were always very nice and re- and helpful. I appreciate it. And I love it because as the priest is talking to him, he's, you know, saying goodbye to the other prisoners, And he's like, oh, shalom. Because apparently he is a Jewish prisoner. Right. And he's like, yeah, tell your friends, you know, we're Catholic plus. And I'm like, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, this is some weird thing that I would not expect. So I find it amusing as, you know, being lapsed Catholic. I'm, right. a more, I'm a keister. But it's like, okay, well, small town. They probably don't have a whole lot in regards to churches or temples and whatever. You probably have to practice by yourself if you're anything other than, like, the church in town. Right. So I can get that. Because it seems like a really small town. Because everybody there seemed to know Roman, and they were yeah. all pissy about him.
1: Yes. The mayor was said that he couldn't
0: leave too soon. Yeah. Nice there, lady. Yeah. Good. Good. I really want you running this town. But whatever. So, the kid's at the bus stop. Okay, he's waiting to leave, and you have people walking by, looking at him, at, and kind of sneering. And then we have Meatloaf, who walks <laughs> by. The kid's just, he's the only one, so he's kind of laying on the bench at the bus stop. He has to stop and stare at him, and then all of a sudden he's like, freak! Really? Really. Yeah. I'm sorry, because you look kind of creepy, and you made a point to Follow him over there just so you can yell that. He's like, you should leave. That's what he's doing. He's at the bus stop, duh. Right. He's trying to leave because you guys are all like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs from what I've seen already. Right. But then next thing you know, we see a girl pop up and they're talking and she's like, you can't leave. You're like my best friend. And the next thing you know, he gets on the bus and then she's next to him. You know, cut scene. And they're talking and talking. And... The bus is going, and then we cut to a woman on the bus who looks back. There is nobody sitting with him, right?
1: And he's sitting there just talking to nothing. So no wonder they kind of feel like he might be a little bit uh, off center, shall we say?
0: Yeah, there we go. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So who the hell's he talking to? Apparently, he's talking to a ghost. Yes. And as you know, they're talking and arguing, and he keeps saying hi to the the older woman who's sitting there cut to the front of the bus and there's just a person in the road and the bus driver swerved. And then suddenly there's like an earthquake and you see like rock slide kind of happening and the bus is going towards a cliff's edge and the bus is like flipped over and suddenly there's fire. It's like, what is happening? And then you see our ghost girl who's yelling at Roman to wake up and he, he probably hit his head because there seemed to be a lot of blood So he starts making his way to the back of the bus, and then he turns to help the woman he kept saying hi to, and he grabs her, and he starts to pull her, and then what looks, and and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, it looked like she was grabbed by somebody and pulled towards the front. Right. Okay, so it wasn't just me. No. Okay, and Roman gets out, and the bus goes over the edge, and that's all she wrote. Right. Because then you have the sheriff there and the deputies and, you know, the sheriff's like trying to talk to him. And he's like, I just want to leave. I wanted to get out of here. But I got rid of my plate, my stuff. I got rid of my place. Everything I had was in the bag. And the deputies like, that, my mom was there. What's happening? What's happening? It's like, so I can see this being really emotional for these people, especially it being a small town. Right. Because there was, what, maybe half a dozen people on the bus? Easy. And now those are all dead, and the only person who's alive is the one that most of them can't stand because they've been a dick to him like all their lives. Right. So, so they're going to blame him for it. Right. And at the same time, why would he help you with anything? Because you guys are all being jerks. Well, unfortunately, the only place that they can go to because nobody can leave right now till they make sure that the earthquake didn't do any damage is Roman's mom's place. So you know, the sheriff drops him off there. Apparently, Roman's very unwilling to go there. Right. And it's like, okay, at first I thought this was like some old rundown, decrepit house. But then when you go inside, it's like, oh, okay. It was just like boarded up. Right. Because apparently his mom has left town for a while. and Probably permanently. Yeah, but we don't know anything. And No, we really don't. But he's there and you kind of see like a shadow in the background. It's like, oh, great. Is somebody in there trying to be like a jerk or something?
1: Right. Another meatloaf sighting.
0: Right. And I'm guessing, because we don't exactly know, that it's actually Maggie, who is the girl who was trying to help him on the bus, and apparently they were really good friends, or are really good friends. I don't know, because she's dead, so...
1: Right. We don't know what their, (laughs) their past is. We just know that, yes, Maggie likes talking to him. Probably because it's the only person she can actually talk to. Right. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be as angry as some of the other um, non-living entities in this town seem to be.
0: Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because, does he say something about he tried to save her? Oh, he tried to save the woman on the bus, is what he's talking about. But, like, Maggie kind of lets slip that if something happens and everybody's mad, ghost-wise, there's nothing she can do to save him. Right. And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. So that was a little confusing because she just kind of throws it out there. Like she knows because he says something about the earthquake and and she's like, oh, yeah, that was more than that. Okay, what was it? What do you know? Why aren't you telling me? Right. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Why are you going to kind of like sprinkle information knowing that something's possibly going to happen to get Roman hurt? Because she seemed to know something. Right. I don't know. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to go check on my dad. What?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Is your dad dead, too, or is your dad alive? Right. I and mean, that's why you need to go check on him. I'm sure he's still alive.
0: Yeah, I don't know if, you know, like many other supernatural shows that we've seen with ghosts, like, they can't really stay on the same subject very long, because they're dead and their brains kind of you know float around, so to speak, or what the deal Become is. all mushy. Yeah, if that's what it is, because she kind of seemed to be jumping around. Right. But I guess we'll find out. This was only the first episode with this. but So Roman decides he wants food that's not expired. Yeah. And heads over to the Chieftain Pub. And right when he goes in there, so he goes in and we don't see him in there right away. We see the bartender. Right. And we start hearing things. And there's a bunch of pictures, which I'm assuming are the people who they've lost in this town. Because it says, well, Walrus remember, or something along those lines. Right. And she starts hearing something and she sounds like a baby crying. Yes. And she's like, all right, guys, we're closing. You got to leave. Sticks her head in the bathroom. Nothing. Goes back and, like, look around. Doesn't see anybody. And like I said, I'm assuming this is right before Roman walks in. And then she's looking at the pictures. And there's a baby. And she starts looking at it closer. And the the eyes in the baby picture moves. would uh, yeah. have been like, and I'm done. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would freak me out. And then next yeah. thing you know, you see Roman. So, yeah. Okay, she's going to scream because the baby's face. There's something happened there. Yeah. Yeah, I would scream, too. You know, he's like, oh, I just need some food. She's like, all right, I'll get you food. She's, I think at that point, she's like, okay, I just need somebody to talk, like, that's really there, because that was weird. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, she was unnerved and definitely was um, very happy to have another human being in the building with herself.
0: Yeah, and we find out that the woman he was talking to, Mrs. Fu, who, sorry, I couldn't think of her name, is kind of like following him, because you kind of see her and kind of don't, like, not really... Fine. Full-on apparition.
1: Right. But she definitely
0: growls at him. Right. So why is he mad? He tried to save you, and you shouldn't be mad. Right. Maybe she's trying to give him information. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Still doesn't add up yet. No. Nope. The next day, we see a bunch of uh, laborers mending a derelict bridge, and they decide it's time for a break when one of them is attacked by a spirit and is thrown to
0: his death. Yeah, that was weird, because I'm like, why is his arm all of a sudden, like, look like catching fire? I'm like, is he supposed to be a vampire or something? What the hell is right. happening? <laughs> yes.
1: W- and he gets impaled a la Bobo. Wow.
0: <laughs> <style. laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of cross-references here. There we go. Yes. And then the next day, well, the same day that all that's happening, Roman goes to see the sheriff. The sheriff seemed to be the only person who wasn't a total jerk.
1: Right doing. Right.
0: Exactly. You know, and he, he's like, I need to talk to you. And then he tries to tell him, listen, I, I'm seeing Mrs. Boo. I These people who died aren't really there. It's like, basically, I see dead people. Right. And the sheriff's like, you're under a lot of stress. Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't talk about that. It's like, yeah, that's not what it is. But all right, I guess we'll go with that. Because the sheriff Bye. gets called away, and Roman's looking at the two-way mirror because they happen to be in, like, the interrogation room. And it fogs up, and there was writing, and I can't remember what it said, though.
1: I think it was no escape.
0: Yeah, apparently they don't want him to leave either. Right. Well, that's not good, because we find out the sheriff got called out, because everybody who was working on the bridge is dead now. Right. You
1: it was just one a second ago. (laughs) Right. So, this ain't cool. Now what? No. Yeah, but of course... They couldn't leave the rest of the workers alive because they would have said, oh, well, the guy just, he got thrown off the bridge by nothing. Yeah. He didn't swan dive jump. I mean,
0: I mean, they could have probably played one off like, oh my gosh, I didn't see. He must have fell. Right. But there are more sinister things happening, obviously. Well, poor Roman. Like you said, he's bearing the brunt of everybody blaming him because of the crash, and of course you have people who are like, his mom put a curse on this town. It's like, oh, jeez, this poor kid. Right. He's so super screwed. He has little to no hope. But we do get a little more background, because obviously he's gonna go hide out the only place he has, is mom's house, and Maggie's talking to him again, and she's like, you know, why do you want to leave? It's so much fun here. Well, you know, no. Because yeah. Roman, you know, has to tell Tell her, listen, when I was, what, six years old, I had a friend. We did everything together. It was great. Well, it turns out that my friend was dead. He died the year before. Right. I mean, I thought it could have been played off like an imaginary friend, but apparently everyone around there was a jerk to him, and they've basically been a jerk to him since he was six, so that kind of sucks for him, and I feel bad. Right,
1: yeah, and it was all because of his mom. Because they, they said... definitely it... thought his mom was... A witch? Yeah, off her rocker and Yeah, a witch.
0: Yes. And then, like I said, we find out from Maggie that a soul that's dead that can't or won't move on, you know, will suddenly take vengeance on the living. Well, what's keeping them there? But she kind of hinted like something's keeping them all there.
1: Right. But without giving us a hint as to what it is.
0: Right. Well, of course, you have what turns out to be Mrs. Fu's son is one of the deputies. Right. And he just. Happens to be talking to our bunch of drunk guys in the bar talking smack about Roman. Right. So, great job, deputy. Because what happens? They get their figurative pitchforks and they go after Roman. Exactly. With not so figurative items. Yeah. You have a noose. Yes. A bat. And I think there was a shovel. Yep. Yeah. So basically, you have an angry, drunk mob going after Roman to. "Quote unquote," intimidate him. Really? He was That's trying to leave. Sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you better get out of this town. I'm trying, dumbass. Yeah. I keep trying to leave. You jerks keep bringing me back. Yeah. I think at this point he would have swam across whatever the the length is the bay or whatever to get to away from these people. And uh, yeah, the sheriff has to come and take you know take the leader and basically take him to jail. And looks at the other guys. Do you want to join your friend? Say it. Say it. It's like, oh, God. This is the weirdest kind of group here.
1: Right. But apparently the sheriff knew that they were kind of the troublemakers of the town because he had dealt with them before and knew exactly what to say.
0: Yeah. Not exactly surprised. No. That Tweedledum and tweedle dummer happening over <laughs> there. But, but. Led by Meatloaf. Yeah. Who's apparently his name is Doe. Yeah. <laughs> okay well the sheriff is gonna give a ride to roman somewhere but he can't go too far because the coroner who apparently was the woman who we've seen that was going to try to get out of town too with her kid very very convenient yes she's like telling the sheriff you need to see this well you need to have this guy sent to anchorage for an autopsy he's like why he's like well his heart exploded And then Roman's just like, from fear? What? How are you just going to throw that in there? (laughs) And, okay, now I can see why people are like, all right, listen, you weirdo. Yeah. But, I don't know. All of a sudden, like, the lights kind of flicker. And Roman's like, you need to get the kid out. Because the woman, again, weird. You're there. You have your kid with, when you're, like, working on dead bodies. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd have a little kid who seems really impressionable down there.
1: Right. Yeah. Find some way to have somebody babysit that kid instead of having him come to work day.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted. Yeah. I mean, okay. You're a coroner. You're the mortician. You're kind of everything in one. I just don't think that's something that is, you know, like normal everyday activity for kids his age.
1: Yes. Not a healthy activity for a child.
0: Yeah. I know. Maybe. Maybe drawing and coloring instead. There's a thought. But anyway, Roman's like, get the kid out of here. Now. Go. And so, like, she doesn't even question. She's like, all right. I'm out. So apparently she at least believes that he knows stuff. And he's like, she's like, let's giddy up. Yeah. Gets him out. But then as soon as they get out, the door closes and locks, apparently. Yes. But then I'm like, okay, did it really lock? Because it turns out that. These ghosts are giving visions to people, which are scaring them and causing them to do things. that almost like they take over their mind. Right. So, was the door really locked? Or was it that the sheriff couldn't open the door because he thought it was locked?
1: Yeah. I'm thinking that's probably it.
0: Well, he's like, the sheriff ends up fighting with the ghost, which turns out it's on his head. He's even trying to shoot it, of the dead worker, which is probably a bad idea because, hello, you still have Roman in the room. Right. Well, there's fighting and grappling, and he, the sheriff ends up grabbing the device, which I'm assuming was with the uh, embalming fluid? Yeah, I think so. And, like, all of a sudden, Roman is, like, pulling it. It's like, no, it's in your head. Look at me. And it ends up, yeah, just right into it. The sheriff plunges it right into his neck, his own neck. It's like, right. ah! <laughs> And the whole time, he's seeing the body, like, this dead body doing it to him. Right. And Roman's trying to, like, stop it. And then he's, like, got his hand on on the, uh, the wound. He's like, no, 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 don't. We're going to get help. We're going to get help. It's like, the sheriff was in the show for about 24 minutes. What the heck? <laughs> the only person that could
1: have any hope of protecting Roman from all of the people in the town. Right. Much less the ghosts in the town. And he's already gone. You go, this is not looking good for Roman whatsoever.
0: No. And then he's got his fingerprints on the the weapon, basically, at this point. Right,
1: yeah. So the, he's the only one that survives the bus crash. And now the sheriff's dead. Yeah. And his prints are all over the murder weapon.
0: Not the best of things right now. He's not having a good day at all. No. So, all right. She gets out, kind of. And then, like weirdly, he goes and he like for some reason ends up going to the chieftain pub. Like, was he meaning to go there? I don't understand what was happening here. Did he just I happen? I think he was just
1: trying. That was the closest place to get help. Okay. I think he was heading there to try to get help, and he walks right in on the uh, the opening of the series. Yeah. Like, with the, with Father Dan and Marty going all crazy and we get to see actually what really does happen and he just goes off
0: Well, it was interesting cuz you see all this weird stuff happening like I don't know if this is normal decor up in Alaska. Somebody up there if you're listening, you can let me know. Right. Like there's deer heads on the wall and moose heads and and like all of a sudden like there's blood coming out of one of the the mounted heads and like dropping into to drink. Right. And then what was it? Like bees or something? All of a sudden?
1: Yeah. Wasp or something. Yeah,
0: something weird. And then you have the father having all of the visions. And, yeah, he's about to, like, dick a knife in his hand. And that's when, like, Roman's right. outside and he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was quick. And then it stopped. But then, like, everybody gets out when he goes in. And there's no more wasps. There's nothing following these people. Right. Right except Marty is still there and he gets father Carpenter out. But then like all of a sudden Romans like you have to leave and his eyes get all crazy and like glow and Marty yeah. then like right. disappears. Right. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> so why didn't you do that with the sheriff?
1: Right. Yeah. You go, okay. Now did you realize you had this power or did you just discover it? Cause it, from the reaction that he had afterwards,
0: it didn't seem
1: like it surprised him.
0: Right. Which is why he should have done that with the sheriff to save his one ally. Right. Maybe not so much, huh? Whatever.
1: Yeah. Gotta have more drama. Nobody on his side. I guess. Except Father Father Dan. Man.
0: Yeah. Well, then we have a little meeting down at the church. Is that even safe? Who knows? With right. the mayor, Father Dan, Roman, and what? The one deputy that was left? Two deputies? What's
1: Right. And one being the son of the woman that died in the bus crash. Right.
0: Ago. And I love the mayor's like, I need more proof. And the, the two deputies are like, we need to call in the National Guards. We need to try to evacuate. The mayor. The mayor was killing me with that. We need more proof. How many more people you want to die? <laughs> yeah.
1: This isn't an accident.
0: Right. Hello. It just affected how many people in the bar. And... So they're driving. They're like, okay, we'll make sure the bridge is safe. Really, the the bridge where all those workers were just dead. Hmm. Right. But you know, you have yeah, Officer Fu who's like talking to Roman and apologizing and oh, I'm sorry, we're such a jerk. I believe you. You're the only person who I think could see and help us. And as Roman's like, stop the car, stop the car, the bridge is out, and he just keeps driving. What are you talking about? It's fine. You just said you believed him! Right. I was so pissed at this moment. How are you going to say, I believe you, and then not listen? Right. So, Robot tucks and rolls out of the car. Right. And never slowed down. The officer just keeps driving, and then, bloop, disappears. Right. Which was a nice effect. Right. And what we don't see here, because we just see a bridge, and I'm like, okay, is Roman crazy? But, all of a sudden... You know, the other car stops that has Father Dan and the other officer, which may be the last officer left now. Right. And he's like, what's wrong? Wait, where'd the car go? Yeah. I love it. At least they're still
1: seeing the bridge. Right. And the car just disappeared. And Roman goes, that's because
0: it's really not there, dumbass. Right. You know, he tells them, yeah, uh, no, they're screwing with you. There's nothing there. And they're like, oh, and then, you know, they pull back to the other side, and there's really no bridge. It it, it looks like freaking Godzilla went through the thing. It's all yes. twisted and <laughs> tons of it missing. It's like, okay, so an earthquake did that? Cause are you sure? You sure yakers yeah. <laughs> aren't up there breaking through the bridge? I don't know. That didn't look normal. Not it, not for an earthquake. I don't know. That's a hella earthquake, maybe. Right. So basically, a whole lot of people died. A lot of weird shit went down. And I'm really scratching my head, wondering what's happening next.
1: Right. We have one kid that seems to be able to see them at times. Talk to some. Talk to some. And stop some.
0: So, all right. What's coming next? <laughs> how many people were scratching their heads? Because when I, I happened to be home, so I was able to tweet this one. I feel like a lot of people were just talking about how Dreamy Roman's eyes were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> on Twitter. Yes,
0: especially. he has a lot of fans, and then uh, the a lot of people who were like, "What in the hell is going on?" So basically, Portmore is not some place I'm going to visit. No. Uh yeah, and you're better but, off swimming across at this point, guys, because I don't think anything good's going to happen. Shoot, you could
1: jump in the water and you think you're getting ate by Jaws. True, true,
0: and it could be absolutely nothing. Like,
1: right. Like, you guys need to get in and have some uh who are you going to call.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. Totally weird. So I guess we'll see what happens. Will we actually find something out in this next episode? Or is it going to be weird special effects? Yeah. Well, if you think back to the first
1: episode of Continuum, there was a whole bunch of that what the just happened? Yeah, that's true. So Simon Barry definitely gave us that shake your head and a what is going on episode, that's for sure. So, you definitely got to give it a couple more episodes to see if it really uh, turns into something that is going to be worthwhile. I have all confidence in um, Mr. Barry's abilities. And so, I expect after a couple of episodes, this will be something that is just awesome.
0: Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's weird. All right. And you're so, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Check out everything over at fangirlzone.com. We keep posting little snippets here and there of everything that we find because it's got some little stuff that they send us. We haven't gotten anything on this show to, to like, post this up, but we're putting a lot of news up there and music and such, so let us know how you feel about the, the new way that I have it designed. I'm hoping it's working. I want feedback, guys. But don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform that you're finding us on, because we are on a ton of the podcatchers now. So, good ratings and reviews always help people find the show, and, of course, don't forget to tweet with us during the show, at FGZpodcast, because you guys have some of the best stuff that you talk about during the show, so I I don't feel like I'm lost reading this. It cracks me up, actually, reading along with you guys. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangrell S.
1: And I'm Steve. The fact is, people are assholes. When they encounter something different, it scares them. won't be.
0: <laughs> Until next time.